Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You may or may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Test yourself. If you've ever been hospitalized after driving off the road while wishing on a shooting star, you may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Pro football, full circle. Going pressure, Tampa Bay. And bringing it. Heineke, well protected. To the end zone. And Washington has its largest lead of the season. Oh, buckle up, baby. Week number 11 is here. Welcome to Pro Football Full Circle right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sirius Channel 159. Joe Lisi and George Kurtz kicking it around, getting you prepared for this Sunday's action. Doesn't get better than this. A lot of news and notes around the NFL. Alvin Kamara, his status against the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend is in uh, uncertain right now. He was back at practice yesterday, but now the New Orleans Saints came out and said they're not sure if he'll be a part of this offense. They are two-point dogs on the road in Lincoln Financial. The Browns activate Nick Chubb off the COVID-19 list. He's available. Cleveland now is an 11.5-point home favorite over the Detroit Lions. But, George, last night, that game in Atlanta, Matt Ryan, the Atlanta Falcons, they looked old. They looked tired. They looked one-dimensional, and it was a dominating effort on the road by the New England Patriots. Now, 7-4 and four on the year, four interceptions forced against Matt Ryan. This team is kicking, kicking ass and taking names later. I tell you what, one of the best teams in the AFC right now. Yeah, combine that with that. We're playing one of the worst teams in the NFC. Uh, you get what you got last night. I'm just thankful the game's over. Just thankful the game's over. Uh, that was bad. That was just bad football. Uh, yeah, the Falcons, what amazes me, Joe, is they beat four teams. How, how did they win four games? That team was ugly last night. They have no weapons. I know there's no Cordero Patterson, but you tell me one person makes that big a difference in this team. But they have no running game, no passing game. Bill did what we thought he would do, took away Kyle Pitts, and doesn't want to throw to. Right. Russell Gage is a, probably really a number three NFO-wise more than anything else. You know, they don't have a one and a two here. Atlanta's going to have a lot of issues here. And they're throwing interceptions left and right now, too. Just ugly football. Yeah, I mean, this Atlanta offense really has concerns. Obviously, if you're put down into long third-down situations against even just an average defense, you're going to have problems scoring points. We saw that last week with Dallas, an above-average defense, an opportunistic defense, and we saw it with potentially one of the best defenses in terms of the AFC right now and in the New England Patriots. You just look at some of the teams that they have beaten in recent weeks. They knocked off Atlanta for interceptions. They forced her 
turnovers against Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum last week, 45-7. Two weeks ago, they forced critical interceptions against the L.A. Chargers and Justin Herbert. So they could do it at home. They could do it on the road. And I'll tell you what, they're starting to come into playoff form. If you didn't think that they were a playoff contender maybe four or five weeks ago with rookie Matt Jones at the helm, they're starting to look that way now, and i got to be honest, the chunk plays are starting to come as well, even though maybe we didn't buy into that wide receiver core. Nelson Aguilar stepped up, Kendrick Bourne has stepped up, and when you compound the rock between the tackles, that's a tough offense to, to defend right now, George. Yeah, Buffalo's going to be a little worried, right, uh, as far as winning the, uh, the division there. So uh, I'm sure everyone's taking notes right now. It's not the offense so much. It's not. It's the demon. Demon's playing lights out. Yes, it's been a soft schedule that they've taken advantage of here the last couple of weeks. All right, but hey, they're winning the games they have to win, and it's giving Mac Jones more and more time to get better and better. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's, once again, definitely a huge part of it. They destroyed Cleveland last week. You destroyed Carolina the week before that. <laughs> they won five in a row now. You beat the Chargers. All right, we let the Chargers. Okay, the Jets we hate. And then Atlanta last night, yeah, they're a joke. Uh, but they're playing very good football. They've only allowed, what, one touchdown now in 12 quarters, something like that? Yeah, this team is playing so well right now on defense, and the offense is doing enough. Uh, now, it, it, the test happens now. Right? Their season, you could say, begins now. Tennessee next week. You get the extra couple of days there. Good for you. Then Buffalo, you get another extra day. It's a Monday night game. Then you play Indianapolis. We'll see what Indianapolis is uh, at that point. Buffalo again. All right, so that's a tough little stretch there. But then they get their break again. Jacksonville and Miami. We don't know where Miami will be. Uh, I think Miami actually could maybe get back in the playoff contention the way the AFC is looking here if they can go on a run here. But uh, that four-game stretch now, starting next week, we'll find out what kind of team New England truly is. Well, when you just look at the AFC odds or where the AFC stacks up in terms of Super Bowl contenders, they have Kansas City listed on FanDuel at 10 to 1, followed by Tennessee at 12 to 1, Lamar Jackson and Baltimore at 13 to 1, and Matt Jones and the New England Patriots ahead of both Cleveland and LA with Justin Herbert right there at 17 to 1, Georgie Boy. Right here in week number 11, would you put the money down on the wood on Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots as a potential dark horse Super Bowl contender? No, they won't go with Super Bowl with that uh, offense. I, I could see them winning a playoff game. I could. But uh, that defense can only take you so far. And it's not a lockdown defense. You know, it's not that kind of defense. We saw what the Cowboys did to them. Uh, good passing team will have some fun with them. Uh, and their offense won't be able to keep up. But I can see them winning a, a playoff game. Depends on who they match up against. You know, assuming they are the wild card team, it looks like they would be the first wild card, which will put them five against uh, the worst division winner, which would be, well, we don't know who the worst division winner is going to be. It's all close. Could be KC. Could be Buffalo. Yeah, it could be Baltimore. I think they might have problems with each team there as far as that's concerned. I think the most important thing for New England, by the way, is Mac Jones. Looks like their franchise quarterback and Bill Belichick may be around forever now. Uh, we'll see. It's a great slate of week number 11. When we come back, we'll get you locked and loaded. Detroit and Cleveland coming up next right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Radio Network. You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. Back on Pro Football Full Circle, Joe Lisi, George Kurtz, ripping through week number 11. That big battle in Cleveland, Nick Chubb activated off the COVID-19 list. He'll be available this weekend against the Detroit Lions and Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle gets the start this Sunday against that front seven in Cleveland. Didn't look good on the road against Mac Jones and the crew, but this is a Detroit team that did push Pittsburgh to the limit with Mason Rudolph. They played to a 16-16 tie. That line ended up as Detroit, a five-and-a-half-point dog in Heinz Field. Back-to-back road games. This line opened up this week at FanDuel as uh, Cleveland, a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. It's up to 11-and-a-half right now, minus one. 12 in favor of the Browns. If you want to take a shot on Dan Campbell and the crew with Tim Boyle, minus 108. Total is set at 43 and a hook, Georgie boy. Minus 110 either way. I already told you the other day, this is my favorite total. I'm going way over in the dog pound. Cleveland might win, but give me over 43 and a half in this ballgame. Yeah, I don't know how you can feel so confident about this over. I, I really don't. Uh, not that I'm taking the under, mind you, but I just don't know how you can feel confident about the over. I mean, Cleveland, all sorts of injuries. They're not scoring points, and they have all sorts of issues right now. Uh, and Tim Boyle, enough said. All right, even I don't care who the quarterback was for Detroit. They don't have anything there other than DeAndre Swift. And they're not using Hawkinson enough either. Uh, they have nothing on the outside. The offensive line has issues. Uh, there's just nothing there. There's just nothing there. But the defense isn't terrible. I'll give them that. I think this game's going to probably be an under now that I think about it. I'm not going to bet it, mind you. I don't want to watch this game. I don't want to deal. I don't want to deal with Detroit. That's really what the bottom line is. I do not want to deal with this team. I'm sort of upset. I got to worry about. Well, worry maybe a strong word, but I got to watch them on Thanksgiving. That first game there, just an uh, ugly team here. When you think about Detroit, you no, know, I can see where you're going with the overs. You know, they gave 44 to Philadelphia, 28 to LA, 34 to Cincinnati. Only 19 to Minnesota, 24 to Chicago, 19 to Baltimore, and then 35-41. But Cleveland doesn't have that offense. They just don't have that offense. I think to get the, my worry about this, to get this over, I think we discussed this yesterday, you're going to need Detroit to score 16 points, 14 to 16 probably, at least. That still means Cleveland has to score 28-plus. I don't like that over at all. Okay, I love it. Now, l- let me just break this down quick about Tim Boyle. Okay, he played from 2013 to 2015 at UConn. Okay, UConn, he can he completed 48 percent of his passes in college. This guy translates to a backup in the NFL. You can't get a backup from LSU, Auburn. I mean, you have to go to the depths of stores, Connecticut, to have a backup quarterback in, in Detroit that last played college football in 2015. Are you kidding me? 
seriously now. This is what I'm talking about, about the NFL and the has-been quarterbacks that they take. You're telling me you can't get a Big 12 quarterback from Virginia Tech, uh, excuse me, West Virginia, Will Greer. I mean, he's on Dallas. You can't get him on your team. You got to get this guy from Storrs, Connecticut, that couldn't even complete over 50% of his passes against mediocre competition. I'm done. The over, Cleveland, I've said enough. I mean, this team is pathetic, okay? I didn't say Jared Goff was the answer. But at the end of the day, when you have a backup of Tim Boyle and you don't want to start David Blau that at least put up passing yards in West Lafayette is beyond me. I think they get blown out in this matchup. They could lose this game by 30, but this game sails over the total Sunday afternoon in the dog pound, George. I think they're going to be angry, run Nick Chubb at, at will, on that front seven and back-to-back road games, I think, will affect Detroit in this matchup. Let's turn our attention to the battle in Jacksonville. San Francisco got right last week, Monday night, against the L.A. Rams and Matt Stafford. A couple of critical turnovers in the first half of that ball game really dictated the tempo. Now they go on the road, six-and-a-half-point favorites, minus 110 either way. 45 is the total, flat minus 110 either way on FanDuel. I think San Francisco could win. But Jacksonville has covered two straight, one outright win against Buffalo, the loss last week on the road to Indianapolis. I like the way they're playing defensively. I think they'll be in it against Jimmy Graps and the crew. I agree with you. I sort of talked about this yesterday. I'm, I'm going to be on Jacksonville again. And if they lose, if they lose and screw me over again, I'm done. I'm done with Jacksonville. But they're playing better ball of late. They're not playing great, but they're not a great team. But I think San Fran could be a slight letdown here. As you said, I think San Fran does win the game. But I think Jacksonville keeps it somewhat close here. I also like the fact that it's at home. If it's in San Fran, I probably wouldn't feel as good about this. Shorter week for San Fran. You could have the big blowout win of the Rams here. A little letdown here. They win the game, but Jacksonville covers. Yeah, we'll see how that game plays out. Would it shock you if they pull out the outright victory at plus 235 on the money line? Do you feel like they have enough in the tank playing at home to potentially strike the upset or they're up against it? I mean, uh, not sorry, not enough to, uh, to bet on, but we've seen lots of teams lay eggs this year. But this is, you know, Jacksonville doesn't have the the weapons. I don't think to take uh, take advantage of this right now. I don't know if Elijah Mitchell is going to play for San Fran. I don't think it matters. Uh, they'll be okay with their run game. Jeff Wilson. Maybe we have a Trey Sermon sighting. We'll see here. Uh, so I maybe not word the, sh- the word shock. I may not use the word shock if they win, but I'd be surprised if they do. I think San Fran knows they they can't fool around. Right, they, we yeah, we'll we can't see. fool around here. We we got to win this game. We got to if we want to get if we want to have a shot at the playoffs, we can't be losing this game. You win this game, you're back at 500. You're back to making some noise in the wild card. You're not going to win a division, but you you can still make the wild card here. I think San Fran does win the game. If you would have taken a shot on San Francisco under their preseason total of ten and a half, that because of their I schedule, did. you you you'd be looking pretty good. You're looking okay here because if they lose this somehow, some way. I mean, they're really up against it. They have to run the table just to get to 11-6, and six, and that bet is a sure thing, George. So nice nice play on your part in terms of that assessment on San Francisco. We'll see if they can do it. Minus 6.5 on FanDuel entering the weekend. We'll break it down as this week progresses a little bit later as well. Indianapolis and Buffalo, a rematch of last year's playoff game. This line for much of the week was 7.5. Now it's down to a flat 7 in favor of Buffalo right now, minus 112, minus 108 for Indianapolis. 50 is the total, juice to the under at minus 114 on FanDuel. I don't love Carson Wentz, but because of Jonathan Taylor, because of their ability to run the football, I think they can cover this number. In the end, give me Indianapolis 
And I still think it could be potentially high scoring over the 50 because of Josh Allen and those playmakers. So give me Indy and the over in this ballgame. Yeah, I probably lean to both ways that you're talking. Uh, I mean, both teams are a little, we're, uh, okay, has Buffalo solved their offensive problems? Did they fix that last week? Looked like they did. Got the ball with Diggs a bunch. Had some uh, big plays there. Looked good. Was the Jets. I get it. But still, looked good. Indianapolis, what the hell happened to Carson Wentz last week? An awful game against Jacksonville. Yeah, they won the game, but that was literally one of those you, you went through the motions. Uh, it happens, but it was at home. I'm surprised that they, uh, yeah, that Jacksonville was able to stay in that game so much on the road, which is why I'm more confident about Jacksonville this week uh, because of that game here. But I, uh, these two teams met in the playoffs last year. And Phillip Rivers, not Carson Wentz. Uh, you can make a very strong argument that Indianapolis should have won that game. I think they should have won that game. I think coaching cost them that game. I think Frank Wright made some mistakes there that allowed Buffalo to win. Uh, Buffalo's not hitting on all cylinders, really, neither is Indianapolis. But I read it the same issue. I think we are going to get some points here. I'm not talking major. I think we do get the over. It'll be by a point or two. It'll be 27-24, somewhere around there. So uh, I'm with you here. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to put any of my own money on it. My, it's too close for me to call here. But I lean towards Buffalo uh, as far as they'll win the game. But Indianapolis covers, and I think they do get over the point total. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Remember, I mean, Phillip Rivers had them in striking distance with a last-minute drive. They were down by three, had the potential to pull that ball game out, couldn't convert on critical fourth downs, and Buffalo did get the key victory, went on to defeat Baltimore the following week, and we know what happened with Buffalo against the Kansas City Chiefs in the championship game. I think if you're McDermott and the crew, you want to show consistency, right? Yeah, I mean, it's been a few weeks now where we saw this team in terms of back-to-back weeks put it together, not just offensively, but defensively. They can't overlook a team in Indianapolis that they really should beat up in the interior. So we'll see how that game plays out. It is a 1 o'clock kick in Buffalo. Like I mentioned, Buffalo, 7-point favorites, minus 112 on FanDuel. When we come back, it's the battle in East Rutherford. Joe Flacco and the Jets up against the Miami Dolphins coming back next right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
work. You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. What do you think the odds are, or FanDuel might put up in terms of a sack total on Pinata Joe Flacco this weekend in East Rutherford? Because he's going to be a statue back there against this Miami Dolphin defense at the start of the week. When I believed that Mike White would be given an opportunity to potentially start this game, I said as a Dolphin fan, you know, this is a game that Miami typically would lose because they win on Thursday night against Lamar Jackson, dominating victory, 22-10. to It's a a 7.5-point dog, extra few days of preparation, and here's Mike White would rip that secondary probably for like 500 yards uh, in a Dolphin loss. Now with Joe Flacco? Uh, sitting back there like a, a potential sitting duck, glass Joe, as I like to call him. He could get hit multiple times. Mike White was, might still play in this ball game because Flacco might not make it through. Miami's a three-and-a-half-point favorite, minus 110 either way, total set at 44 and a hook, George. I can't look at the Jets now. To me, they, they there's no way they win this ball game. I go Miami. And it's New York and the Dolphins, typically you would think over the last couple of years, under. But I'm going to go over, even though it might be potentially cold weather in New Jersey this weekend. You know, I don't know where to begin here uh, on Joe Flacco and the Jets. I think this is the stupidest thing going, by the way. I mean, I think this is awful. Just awful, Bob. I mean, Jets extremely short-sighted. I get it that you can make the argument that Joe Flacco does give them the best chance to win Sunday. I understand that. That's probably correct. But what's the point? Winning is really not important for the Jets. Growing your quarterbacks is important, right? That's what you need to do. You need to grow. I understand, okay, Wilson's got the name. You can't go and find. Then play Mike White. I mean, once again, he's a young quarterback that could, uh, at the very least, if he shows, up, yeah, if he shows something, guess what? Maybe you could trade him in the offseason. You know, Gardner Mitchell got traded. Or maybe he just be, becomes a better backup for you in the future. Whatever it is. Trading with Joe Flacco made no sense in the first place because you gave him a draft pick, a, a draft pick that you need to rebuild this team. And now you're starting him? And using the excuse, well, we saw what Miami did to Lamar Jackson with all the corner blitzes. We know Joe Flacco has a better chance against that. Probably true. Can't argue that. I definitely think Flacco gives them a better chance to win. But there's do no you? point in starting him. I, I do. Uh, you know, I don't, whatever. They're not going to win anyway. It doesn't matter. A better chance doesn't mean they are going to win. This means I think they think he probably gives them a better chance. I mean, maybe a slightly better chance. But there's no way I start him, Joe. No way in hell am I starting Joe Flacco. None. Uh, I don't even know why they got him. I, I got to be I honest either. with you, George. And you're running three and a half. I do disagree with you in the sense of I don't know if Joe Flacco gives them the best option. He could be like the old man in terms of fighter. You could see the punches coming, but you can't get out of the way. Yeah, jab, jab, boom. Right? It's the same thing with Joe Flacco. Yeah, he could read coverage, but when you have a 25-year-old rushing off the edge coming about 22 miles an hour and blitzing, there's no guarantee Joe Flacco is going to be able to get out of the way, navigate through that, and throw the football down the field. He's going to be, you know where he is. Look at Matt Ryan last night. Matt Ryan was hit multiple times, and if we're comparing Matt Ryan to Joe Flacco, it's not even close. I mean, you know, you talk about Andy Dalton. Joe Flacco's about two grades less than where Andy Dalton is at this point in his career. So, I mean, I would trade him for a sack of softballs and maybe a, a happy meal at McDonald's, maybe, as opposed to a fifth-round draft pick. It's amazing that the Jets find value in Joe Flacco at this point in his career. And I understand he's an East Coast, East Coast guy. 
Would you t- uh, let me ask you this? Do you buy into the total at 44 and a half in this matchup? I'd probably lean the over. You know, because Jets defense hasn't shown up, right? That's what Soleil's been crucified. That's, that's the first thing Soleil was crucified for this week by uh, Rex Ryan. He's not wrong. All right, Soleil, the defensive head coach, that defense just is not, is playing awful. Just awful. No one saw that coming. Uh, so if Flacco can get, I think the, the Miami scores 27, 28. And would, would more shock be? No. I think they'll score points there. And once again, I need a Jets to score about two touchdowns. Joe, right. can you do it for me, Joe? I'll take the over. All right, yeah, I'm on the over. I'm on Miami. I feel stronger about it now. We'll see if it's a best bet at the end of the show. The matchup between Cam Newton and his former coach, Ron Rivera, earlier in the week, Carolina was a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Now flat three on FanDuel in favor of the home team, the Panthers, minus 114 uh, on FanDuel, Washington, minus 106, total set at 43. I lean to the under here, but I still favor Carolina. Whether Cam Newton's ready in terms of the passing attack, I don't care. I think the more consistent defense is Carolina with that front seven. Opportunistic against Colt McCoy. Taylor Heineke thought that was a good spot for Washington last week. They just matched up better against Tampa Bay. But in this spot, laying a short number at home, give me Carolina, Matt Rule. I think they win this ball game by seven or more on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to go against you. I think Washington, I don't know if they're going to win the game, but I think they can cover this point. I think it's too, uh, I think they can cover. I think it'll be a close game. I think this will be a kind of an ugly football game. You know, or I, ugly maybe uh, the, the wrong term here, but it'll be more of an 80s, 90s football game. Not a lot of, you know, deep pass here, more of a running attack, but the defenses play. Uh, the question for me as far as Washington, I agree that Carolina has the better defense. I don't, think, I don't think anybody can really argue about that. But did Washington find their game last week? All right. Uh, now, you're right. Maybe it was just a bad spot for Tampa Bay for whatever reason. Remember, Washington almost beat them in the playoffs last year with Heineke. So maybe Washington just has the you know has their number for whatever reason. We see that all the time uh, when things don't match up. Tampa's also a banged up team. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know how Carolina's scoring points here. I don't know how Washington's scoring points here. Yeah, you know, we know it's going to be, they're going to try to get the ball to McCaffrey. Uh, they do every game. They always find a way to get it. But outside of that, I don't know if Cam can hit anybody down the field. Just don't all know. Right. You know, so that's my issue there. And Washington, let's face it, I don't, we don't know right now. It's, what, Friday afternoon, 12.30. We don't know if uh, Logan Thomas is going to play. We'll find out by 4 o'clock tomorrow. It's starting to look like no. I think that's another – I think they obviously they'd, they'd really like to have him out there. He's another weapon for them. But he may not be all that great week one back anyway. So I think it's going to be a close game. I probably do lean towards Carolina winning the game. But I think this is a close game unless, team, unless one team's making massive mistakes. Cam's throwing interceptions. They're fumbling the ball all over the place. I think this game reeks to me of 21-17, somewhere around there. So then Carolina does does cover then, 21-17, we're at laying three. So you're in favor of Carolina, you're in favor of Washington, just to – just to reiterate, I'm in favor of Washington. I, I just do it to score out there. I'll, you want to make a 20. So you think then. they win the ball game outright? So you think they're a live dog plus 138? Then they have a shot with the kid. I think they got a shot. Yeah, I do. That's what, uh, I'm not going. I'm going to take the under. I don't think points All are right. coming here, but I'm not All going right, to we'll bet s- the uh, the dog. We'll see how that plays out. A game that I feel really strongly about, and I said it all week, is Baltimore on the road. I think this is a, a dominant performance here. At the start of the week, six and a half, you're getting a point discount because maybe of the performance by Chicago on Monday night against Ben Rottenberger, uh, where they lost that ball game by two points. They're at home in Soldier Field, plus five and a half, minus 114 on FanDuel. Total set at 44 and a hook at minus 110 either way. 
I, I don't care. Minus six and a half, minus five and a half. Give me Lamar Jackson. I think he runs at will on that front seven in Chicago. Double digit victory by John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens. Put it on the wood. One of my best bets of this weekend. I certainly think Baltimore wins the game, and I probably do once again lean towards where you're talking about here. Uh, you heard in the cops update, uh, Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman, Lamar Jackson all came back to practice today after being, uh, Lamar was out two days with an illness, uh, the wide receivers just yesterday. So they're all back, all going to play, that's good news. Uh, for me, the problem, uh, two problems with uh, Chicago. I don't really have any issues with Baltimore. Their defense hasn't played all that great, but I don't think they need to be great in this game. But my two problems for Chicago is their defense is not as good as we thought that it would be. It's not terrible, but it's not as good. Not, they, and they need it to be that good to really be in games here. And uh, all right, Justin Fields, can you play a full game? The first half against Pittsburgh was ugly. Second half was good, right? Did you turn the corner? Did you turn the corner? If you have, then I do think they could probably make this game close. I don't think they can win, but they can make it close. But I'm not banking on that. That he's going to play four good quarters here. Hard for me to do that yet until I see it here. So I'm with you. Uh, not as strongly as you are. It won't be one of my best bets, but I do like Baltimore in this game and Baltimore to cover as well. All right, let's see how that game plays out. The game in Lincoln Financial, Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia. They look fantastic on the road in Mile High. Get a dominating victory over Teddy B and Vic Fangio. They were a one-and-a-half-point favorite for much of the week. Now two points. Kamara's back. He's out. He's back. He's out. Who really cares? Trevor Simeon and the crew are two-point dogs on the road. I know there's no offense. It's back-to-back road games. They did cover against Tennessee. Mm, I'm just, I'm not a buyer of Philly's defense. I know they're trending right now. Total is 43 and a hook. Juice to the under in this matchup. Minus 114. Something tells me Sean Payton could out game plan Nick Sirianni here. I'm going to take New Orleans plus the two points in this matchup. I'll also take them plus 114 on the money line. Yes, yeah, this is where I'll disagree with you, but it depends. Uh, right now, Kamara. It doesn't look like he's going to play. He had a limited practice on Wednesday, no practice yesterday. That's the wrong direction. All right, that uh, leaves me a lot of worries here. I don't think he's going to play this week. Uh, if he does play, I probably wouldn't touch this game. He's out, just like last week. And I, I know I lost last week. I lost by the hook. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going Philadelphia. I said before, I think Philadelphia's making the playoffs. I think with their schedule, Joe, I think they're making the playoffs. I think this is an extremely important game because of uh, tiebreakers as far as who gets in. Right now, the Orleans is 5-4, and four, Philadelphia is 4-6. and six, So the winner of this game has the tiebreaker. So I think it's massively important for both teams uh, in this game. We might talk about this, this game later on in uh, January. Like, oh, if they would have won this game, they'd have gotten in. Or vice versa for whichever team here. Philadelphia, I'll say it again. After this game, Giants, Jets, Washington, Giants, Washington, Dallas. That Dallas game's last game of the season might mean nothing to them. Uh, if they have hit their stride here, I think they can go on one hell of a run here and make the playoffs here. So give me the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Wow. Georgie boy on the Philadelphia Eagles. 55-1, to 1, George, to win the NFC Championship. You're rolling the dice with Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. We'll see when we come back. We'll talk about the rest of the games in week number 11. Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. Hottest team in the AFC right now has to be Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans have reeled off five straight wins. Four as an outright underdog. Last week they were two and a half point favorites against Nashville. Did get a two point victory over Trevor Simeon and the New Orleans Saints. They now stay at home. They were 10.5-point favorites much of the week. It is now 10 right now on FanDuel against the Houston Texans in this ballgame. You want to take a shot on Tennessee in this matchup. Minus 106 total set at 44 and a hook at minus 110 either way, George. With or without the running game, I think the front seven's playing as good as anybody in terms of the NFL. If they play that way in the second half of the season and more importantly in the playoffs, there's no doubt even without Derrick Henry in that lineup, Tennessee could be potentially a Super Bowl contender. I think they match up very well against Houston, even though Houston played them well last year. That was with Deshaun Watson. This year, one-dimensional offense. They can't run the football. Give me Tennessee in a big way. I'd say 17-plus over the Texans in this ballgame. Yeah, you actually shortchanged them a little bit. Six straight wins for uh, Tennessee, averaging 26 points a game here. So, uh, I mean, I don't know where, where you want to go with this. I'm with you. I don't see uh, Houston uh, putting up much of a fight here. I think points are coming. Uh, it's just a question. We know Tennessee's going to win. Can they cover? I think they can. I don't think there's any way I could ever take Houston. I can't even take Houston on a teaser. I'm not taking them plus 16. You know, so no thank you. I'll stay away from the Texans. Bad team. They need the season to be over with and find out what they're going to do uh, with Deshaun Watson. Move on from this and start building for the future because right now this team doesn't have one. All right. So you're you're laying the points with Tennessee in that matchup. Feel good about the total? I mean, I'm a little conflicted because of that defense. We've seen Houston trend to the under, especially on the road. In my opinion, you back Houston at home. On the road's a different story. Now catching double digits. I don't even know if they get up to 10, 13 points in this ballgame. Well, like I mentioned, he, uh, Tennessee's averaging 26 over the last over the six-game winning streak. I think they get somewhere around there again, 27, 28. I don't know if he can rely on Houston to score some points. Uh, would, would a shot if Tennessee gets over 30? No, of course not. But I still need Houston to score something. You know, They're not going to score 40-plus on their own Tennessee and get a shutout here. I don't trust Houston, so I'm not taking the total. All right, we'll see. Big battle in Minnesota. 
Dalvin Cook, that offense stepped up on the road against Justin Herbert and the crew. They get a seven-point win as a three-and-a-half-point dog last week in L.A. Now they come back home. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay, dominant effort over Russell Wilson and the crew. It was two-and-a-half much of the week, now down to one-and-a-half. One, minus 110 either way, total set at 47. I'm back on Minnesota. This is the team that I need therapy to, to break this team down. Every other week I'm wrong on them, even though I think this is a playoff contender. Catching one and a half at home, I think they step up. Look for a big day out of Dalvin Cook outright, plus 102 on the money line over Green Bay in this ballgame. See, I laugh, but I agree with you. All right, I think Minnesota is a playoff contender. I think they've lost some games. They absolutely should have won uh, for different reasons here. Coaching, being too conservative, uh, really being a big part of this. I think this is one of the better games of the week here. Uh, Green Bay, I, that defense all of a sudden is lights out. Right, last couple of weeks, they played fantastic. I understand, okay, they got Kansas City when they were still having problems. They got Russell Wilson coming back with a finger injury after a month off. I get it, but you still did your job here. You looked so good doing it. Uh, that defense is going to play that well. They are the best team in the uh, in the NFC. Go figure. I think it's going to be an interesting ball game here. Actually, it's my probably my favorite game of the day to watch. Minnesota, I don't want to say this is a must-win for them. You know, because they could still find themselves in the in the playoff hunt if they lose. Uh, with their four and five, get you back to five hundred. Also gives you a slight outside shot at the division. You play Green Bay again. You know, things go wrong that you could possibly catch up here. I listen. I think it's a great football game. I lean towards the Vikings here. I'm not betting it. No way, no how. I think it's too close to call here, but I do lean towards the Vikings. All right, another tight ball game takes place in Las Vegas. Derek Carr and that offense completely one-dimensional after the game got out of hand against Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now here comes Broadway Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor fresh off a bye. They're laying one on George on the road in Las Vegas. We know that the Raiders play much better at home potentially than on the road. 50 and a half is the total, minus 110 either way. I think it's a tale of two teams. Even though Cincinnati hasn't looked good in back-to-back losses, the extra week of preparation, and on the flip side, we sort of saw Las Vegas last week against Kansas City look a little out of sync. Maybe the coaching situation has something to do with that. Now they're starting to unravel. John Gruden or that polarizing figure is not there. Give me Cincinnati minus the short number. They dominate on the road in Las Vegas Sunday afternoon. I don't know if I want to use the word dominate, but I agree with everything else you said. All right, uh, I think St. Louis, uh, St. Louis. I think Cincinnati is going to win this game fairly uh, in control of the game. I think points are coming. By the way, I think the I like the over as well in this contest, uh, fifty point five. I think the Raiders were starting to see what they are. You know, and you said that maybe it's the coaching, maybe it's the Henry Ruggs, whatever it might have been. I think. It, the weight of all this is finally leaning on them. They did not play all that well. Actually, they played incredibly poorly against Kansas City. I think they'll play better this game. I do, but not immensely better. I think Cincinnati wins this. They're in control of the game, so I like them and the over in this contest. Okay, another big battle takes place in the NFC West. We have Kyler Murray, Arizona. They've now lost two of their last three. They're on the road laying one and a half at minus 112 on FanDuel against Russell Wilson. Shut out. Last week, he looked absolutely horrible. Was it the finger? Was it the lack of uh, consistency in terms of the quarterback-to-wide receiver relationship? Was it the cold weather? A balmy 40 degrees in Lambeau? Either way, they sucked. Now they're catching one and a half points. 
Total is set at 47 and a half. I said they're on life support. I honestly believe that. But if you're going to back them in any spot, this is the one playing at home. Arizona's lost a couple of games over the past couple of weeks. I think their defense could step up, make enough plays. Maybe the home field gets involved. Maybe Seattle can run the football. I, I like Seattle plus the one and a half. Really like them plus the 106 on the money line. And I said it before, you want to take a flyer at 55-1 to 1 on Russell Wilson and the crew in terms of the Super Bowl or even the NFC Championship? Now's the time to do it. Seattle wins this ballgame against Arizona. Well, if you're going to take that flyer, now is definitely a time to do it. They win the ball game, those numbers come uh, down a little bit, and they lose, they're not getting in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. Uh, once again, I'm with you on almost everything you said here, but I can't bet the game because I have no idea who's going to play for Arizona. I don't think Hopkins is playing. He hasn't practiced. Uh, as far as uh, Wednesday and Thursday, we haven't heard a report today. West Coast team, we're not going to hear about that until later on this afternoon. Uh, Kyler Murray has practiced in a limited fashion, but we saw that last week as well before they – I'll say they decided to play it safe. I think if these are playoff games or truly important games, Murray's in there. But the fact that, you know, uh, it's not the fact that he got hurt last year, too, and it really killed their chances. I think they're playing it very safe here as far as uh, Kyler Murray is concerned. I I just think that's what they're doing here. So I need to know who's playing first. I do. Because I think if both guys are playing, Seattle has to win this game. And we've seen quarterbacks who come back after uh, a certain absence, Rodgers, Wilson, Prescott, all these guys had problems, right? They all got with Rusty in their first game back. I can see that happening here. But still, Arizona is the better team. I think they'll get one hell of a boost when Murray does come back. I'd have problems betting on Seattle if Murray's playing here. If he's not playing, I'm all for Seattle. All right, we'll see what happens in terms of that assessment. I like Seattle with or without Murray. I just think that, you know, this is this is it for Russell Wilson and the crew. He's going to give it a dynamic effort. Maybe look at Russell Wilson in terms of a passing total after a pitiful performance last week. Maybe the total is a little bit in terms of a discount, in terms of value. Maybe he breaks out with a 250-plus yard performance against Arizona's defense. Big battle in Arrowhead. Kansas City back on track. Pat Mahomes tossing the football over 300 in the win against Las Vegas. Here comes Dak Prescott in Dallas. 40-point victory over Old Man Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons now catching two and a half on FanDuel. Total set at 56. Minus 110 either way. You want to take a shot on Dallas on the money line there. Plus 116. I like Dallas. They're built to play on the road. I said it before. They can be a dark horse in terms of a Super Bowl contender. You need to be able to run the football, force turnovers, have good quarterback play. That's what Dallas has. They have multiple weapons. You could, If you take away the pass, they can run it with Pollard and Zeke. Even though Kansas City might look back on track, the more consistent team all year has been Dallas. Give me the Cowboys to strike the upset on the road. And a tough place to play, Kansas City Arrowhead. We know it's incredibly loud there, louder than some indoor stadiums as far as that's concerned. Everything you said about the Cowboys is true. Their game will, will definitely travel to the road. You know, they'll run the football, though. If you look at Ezekiel Elliott's numbers, he hasn't uh, hit 70 yards rushing, and I think it's week four. You know, so uh, I, I understand. Listen, they run him and, you know, Tony Pollard. Together they do. But Zeke as a whole just hasn't hit that. So that's something to keep an eye on. They've got big numbers from Zeke in this game. I think points are coming here. Uh, now, do we believe that Kansas City fixed their problems? Did they fix their problems uh, in that uh, game against uh, against the Raiders? If they have, then I think we're going to win for a wild shootout here. 
where the point total goes easily over the 56. I'm over 54 and a half. I don't know if I would take the uh, 56 as it is right now. Uh, but I think points are coming in this game. I think both teams will move the football. I think this thing comes down to two things. One, which team can hold the others to field goals? You know, in the red zone, I think both teams are going to, from the 20s, they're going to move the ball. But in the red zone, which team can hold the other to field goals rather than touchdowns? And, of course, turnovers. You know, and the one thing that Dallas defense does is cause turnovers. They do. My only worry about the Dallas defense is who's getting to Mahomes? You know, you're not going to have Randy Gregory still on IR. Could be back for the Raiders game. And now look at Demarcus Lawrence, who's on long, uh, I was going to say long-term on IR, but he's on PUP, also could be back for the Raider game, although he has not started his three-week uh, practice uh, stint yet. So who's getting to Mahomes here? Can't let him sit back there. So Mike, I think Micah Parsons is the key to this game. I think they've had to put him on the line and let him go. Let him use his athleticism and chase Mahomes all over the place. When you chase Mahomes, he's gotten the lancey this year. Now he throws balls up that he shouldn't throw. I think that's the key to the game. I'm going to take the Cowboys as well. I think Kansas City might win the game, but I think it's going to be a close game either way. So I'll take the points. All right, so we'll package the Sunday and Monday night games together. You got Pitt as a five-and-a-half-point underdog against Justin Herbert and the uh, Chargers, and you have the Giants that were 11-point dogs uh, earlier in the week on FanDuel. They're now 10-and-a-half. Remember, this was a rematch of last year where Tom Brady did eke out a Monday night victory 27-25 to as a 13-point favorite. Total in both games, 46 and a hook for Pitt, 49 and a half for Tampa Bay and and the Giants. Give me L.A. and give me the Gents in both of those matchups. I think L.A. dominates Pittsburgh, not sold on this team, and I just think the Giants match up well. Believe it or not, against Tampa Bay, they might win, but playing on the road, I think they do cover this number Monday night. So you think the, John, uh, the Buccaneers are going to lose three in a row? Not Tommy lose, they could win and not cover. Uh, I kind of agree with you. <laughs> I, I did, but my worry about is this. All right, Barkley's going to be back. Galladay's going to be back. No rust here? Just assume they're going to come up and play well automatically against the intimidating, angry Tampa Bay team. That game last year that we're talking about where the Giants played so well was in New York, not Tampa. All right, the Giants were a healthier team. They lost Logan Ryan today to COVID. Unlikely he's playing Monday. Uh, so I'm probably... Uh, staying away from this game for now. We'll talk about it more on Monday. I might change my mind. Uh, so Pittsburgh Chargers, I'm right there with you. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, Justin Herbert and this team needs to get back to consistency, needs to get back to running the football. When we come back, best bets. And we'll also talk about maybe a prop here and there. Joe Lisi and George Kurtz right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Radio Network. You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. Wrapping up today's show, it flew by. We're going to give our best bets. I actually had a good week last week, 4-1. and one. I'm going to roll them off right now. Talked about the over in Detroit, Cleveland, 43-and-a-half. Tim Boyle making the start. I don't care. That's turnover city, baby. I like Cleveland, but my better bet is the over 43-and-a-half in that ballgame. You talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're on a roll. They've covered two straight. I think they're playing with house money, catching six and a half against San Francisco. Early kick. Give me Jacksonville plus the six and a half in that ballgame. I talked about Baltimore, right, George? Baltimore, to me, is the best bet on the board early. Minus five and a half. The speed of Lamar Jackson, to me, is the difference. I talked about Seattle. Do or die. I'm taking Russell Wilson plus the one and a half at home against whoever starts a quarterback. Arizona lost two or three. And then Dandy, Joe Burrow and the crew coming off the bye, laying one point on the road to Las Vegas. A tale of two teams. Give me Cincinnati minus the one on the road against the Raiders. All right, I'll stick with that Raider game. I get the over there. Uh, fifth, over 50 uh, point five there. I think it's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. As for other games, I have a little Detroit. I'm against you in Detroit, Cleveland. I'm going the under there. Uh, I just don't see how points are being scored, uh, not to the amount you're talking about. I like the Dolphins, minus 3.5 over the Jets. Uh, I just can't see Joe Flacco getting it done. I, I don't. I think the Dolphins, I said, outside shot to get back in this if they can uh, roll up some wins here against uh, an easier part of their schedule. Here are the Dolphins today. Philadelphia, uh, sort of my dark horse team in the NFC to make the playoffs. Love their schedule. They can just get by New Orleans, and I think they can at home here. I think they'll play well. And the last one, I mentioned I had down so 54.5 against the Kansas City. I think points are coming in this game. I think it's going to be the, that entertainment, that entertaining game we were all expecting, where it's going to light up the scoreboard in Kansas City. So give me Dallas, Kansas City over 54.5. Ooh, we shall see for George Kurtz. Our great producer, Andrew Torres. I'm Joe Lisi. We'll be back next week, breaking down week number 12. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the games. I'm sure it's going to be Upset City. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.